Hello and welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is Adam. And this is Doug. And welcome back. We are the podcast that takes you to vacation places all around. And once again this week we are covering the wonderful world of Disney World in Florida. Um, And more specific, we're covering the Epcot theme park. Used to be called Epcot Center. And... Oh, what's the uh, acronym that Walt Disney used? It's a uh, experimental. You probably don't oh, know, do you? Holy no. cow! No. Wait, you know what? Now, listen. I have to tell everybody out there. We did not rehearse this, and and so as much as a Disney geek as I would like to think I am, I, I'm not prepared for this. Well, I've just I've just watched those travel things so many stinking times. I really well. Okay, I'm getting ready to go to Disney. Experimental protocol prototype prototype um, community. Of tomorrow. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. See, how are you? Yeah. Well, see, I'm excited because I'm getting ready to go to Disney. Well, not getting ready now, but I will be soon. So I'm, yeah. It'll be here. Anyway. It'll be here. And, of course, not. doing these podcasts makes great research and lots of fun. All right. Let's get the traveling music going here, huh? Hey, all right. Let's hit the road, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, Epcot is uh, split up into two different parks, basically. Yeah, there's uh, Future World, which has a lot of, uh, let's say, a lot of counter restaurants, uh, and then a lot of attractions and rides, things like that to do. And then the other part is World Showcase. And I remember uh, listening to a thing about World Showcase being that Disney... Uh, had thought of this being as more than like a World's Fair, kind of like a World's Fair, but with attractions in it as well to give you kind of a fun little thing. And I know that it, within each country there are different rides on some of them. Yeah, on some of them. And then there are attractions such as uh, movies and things like that about there. And you know what? It is It is exactly what it says. It's a world that showcases each country that's in it. And I do want to say that uh, of all the Disney parks that we're going to talk about, Everyone seems to flock to the World Showcase in Epcot because of the food and the different varieties and the great quality of food that you can get there. Um, Let's kind of, you know park. what, let me take you into the park. If, uh, if you're coming off the monorail or coming through uh, one of the bus systems or even out of a parking lot, you are going to uh, come in through the entrance of the park and pass uh, Spaceship Earth. That's going to be on your right. And let's take you then to your left. You're going to bear to your left. And let's see, you'll pass uh, Mission Space and some other things, and then you're going to enter up, if you continue to go, you're going to enter up into uh, World Showcase. And what that is is many countries uh, that surround the World Showcase Lagoon. And I'll just quickly go through those countries. Uh, The first one that you're going to come to would be Mexico, then Norway, then China, then Germany, Italy, the American Adventure, Japan, Morocco, France, United Kingdom, and last is Canada. And uh, for those that don't know, Spaceship Earth is that ride that is the the central globe that everyone looks when they think of Disney. They think of you know the it golf looks, ball or yeah, the whatever. big golf ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, right. I, it's actually it's been a long time since I actually I thought that was just a an icon. I didn't know it was called Spaceship Earth and. I know, just for those of you who don't know Disney that well. Okay, and for those of you who want to use the water ferry who are maybe coming out of a resort or coming from Hollywood Studios, you can take the water ferry and it'll lead you up to the back of uh, Epcot World Showcase and you'll head in to Epcot after, of course, going through the ticketing gates into the uh, International Gateway. And also, something to note, these... 
these two parts of the park, I we didn't talk about this earlier, they have different hours. The Future World opens up, I believe, at around 9 a.m. Um, and World Showcase, with all the worlds, uh, different countries in it, doesn't open until 11. That doesn't mean you can't walk around it. They, they let you walk around it, but the different restaurants and rides that are in... Um, World Showcase aren't available until 11 a.m. And then, of course, when and the park closes at night, I believe Future World closes sooner, um, and then World Showcase stays open later. And then, of course, the uh, speaking of which, let's go to the evening thing. So, what what's the evening um, uh, fireworks show? Fireworks show, yeah. That would be Illuminations. And did you, did you get to watch it when you guys were there? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I so. had kids, and everybody became too tired, so we were out of there. Yes, yeah, understandable. Did that. Well, I'm definitely going to hit that when we go, so um, you know, if I get back and we do a review of it. But I have heard some things that um, it's basically a globe that's on the center of the water, right? And right, right. And there's a light, a light show that basically is emitted from the globe along with fireworks, and that go off around it. Uh, the globe, I think, is a real integral part of the show and now i've heard that there's some rumors that they're going to remove the globe or make some changes in the program uh, along with i think they're kind of trying to retitle and and redo a lot of the fireworks shows throughout the parks so i don't know for sure that's a rumor i don't know for sure if that's going to happen but uh it may i know some of the concern was that the uh, name of the show people didn't know what it was referred to so illuminations is the fireworks show at epcot and some of the others have their different names, but that's kind of why they, they might be changing it. So you may end up hearing that there's Epcot Fireworks Spectacular or something like that. But anyway. Okay, Doug, so you talked about the transportation um, a little bit with the little ferry. What are some other... Why don't you just go over a general idea of the transportation that you can take to get to Epcot? Okay, here is the uh, ways to get into Epcot. You can drive. Uh, there's parking. You can uh, take the monorail. From actually from Magic Kingdom, a lot of times is uh, if you talk to anyone, a lot of people will tell you the best thing to do is to park at Magic Kingdom and then ride the monorail from Magic Kingdom over into Epcot. You can do that, or you can take the water ferry. That's another means of uh, getting over into there. Or you can take the bus system that uh, actually takes off out of a lot of places. You can get there, I believe, from out of. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I believe you can take it from out of. Um, downtown Disney and uh, and then obviously from all the resort hotels and the resorts uh, and then yeah and then you could also meet it at uh, Magic Kingdom if you would happen to be there and want to ride the bus and for those that don't know downtown Disney is kind of like the free it's like the free uh, night entertainment area for adults and different things and they have restaurants and different shops and, and Cirque stuff. du Soleil Cirque du Soleil is out there right. which costs money too but yeah, it's, it's not admission to get into the area it's kind of I think Planet Hollywood's there and, and the Adventure Club is there and uh, this area really is more like an, a night spot for adults so if you're in downtown Disney and you're looking for restaurants uh, Doug talk about some of the restaurants that are actually in the Epcot Park and what Okay, uh, I can. What it has uh, to let me give you just the ones that uh, I've actually been to. That's probably going to be, uh, you know, at least I can give you firsthand knowledge of those. The Rose and Crown Pub, uh, we went to on our last trip, and uh, I have to tell you, extremely nice staff. The food is great. I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I had the, uh, along with many other people in my party of 14, had the bangers and mash. 
they also had, uh, let's see, shepherd's pie there. A lot of it, I, th I think, though, it was made with lamb. And so a lot of the kids felt as though it was too rich. I, I really would have to tell you to go with the bangers and mash if you're in there. And, it's, it's great. And where is Rose and Crown? Uh, that's actually in England. Um, well, let's the see. The UK. United Kingdom. Yeah, in the United Kingdom. Yeah. In the World Showcase. Yeah, and I'll tell you, too, it's a, it's a great place. They have a deck or a patio off the back of it. If you can, I think you have to make reservations, but I'm not really sure, Adam. You could probably fill me in on this. But uh, you can actually get uh, table seating out on that deck to watch Illuminations. I've heard it's a, it's a great location. Yeah, actually, I called ahead. Well, I worked with our travel agent to get some reservations, and I asked specifically for being able to sit on the deck for Rose and Crown. They said I can't make reservations for the deck. I can make reservations for the restaurant. It's just a matter of when I get to that spot, I can ask for the deck if it's available. If it's not available, then you're stuck inside. So it's kind of a hit or miss thing if you want to watch Illuminations from the deck on the Rosary Cup. So. Okay. Uh, then I also, in Morocco, I've, uh, I went to Tangerine Cafe. Uh, there was some mix-ups in, in the food ordering. Uh, so I actually ended up with uh, many different things. I got to try many different things while I was there. Uh, the food is, it's good. It's, uh, I don't know, I, w I guess I wouldn't consider it, I wouldn't consider it great, but I'm more into extremely spicy things. And probably the stuff that I got there that night, the stuff that I chose, it was not very spicy. So, but but I can't say it was bad. It was it was still good food, and a lot of people were there, and I've heard a lot of good reviews on it. Can you be more descriptive of what like what type of food is it in uh, terms yeah. of? Yeah, oh, like, let's see here. So you have a uh, couscous. You have uh, which I tell you it was dark. I didn't even really know what I was eating. So uh, I had. Uh, let me think here. There was uh, I believe it was lamb that I ate. Uh, there was some chicken that I ate, there was rice, and there was, wow, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget so it. So maybe this is more like a kind of a Greek flavor, uh, maybe? Yeah, like too, I, Where I you have pitas and things like that, yeah, right? Yeah, they do have that kind of stuff. More, you know, I guess it has somewhat of that Mediterranean feel to it. Do they have, you know, like Greeks have baklava for dessert? Yeah, they don't have that kind of they stuff. They don't have but, that stuff, yeah. okay. But, so, but yeah. you know what, I heard a lot of people around me uh, who were eating there and other people going by stating to each other that, that they had eaten there before and they thought the food was great. So don't let me give it a bad review. I've heard too many people say great things about this place. So um, it just could have been an off night. They were swamped. They were really busy when I, was, when I came in there, which kind of lent to uh, many orders. Uh, there was a problem with many orders, and it was the order taker, the girl at the register, uh, was just making a mistake on order after order after order. So that kind of turned them upside down for a little while. So, you know, I don't want to discount them. I, I just, I've heard too many good things, and so I'm more willing to say I was probably just there at an off time. Uh, okay, so we'll go on from there. I also went into uh, uh, Liberty Inn, which was, it was up in the uh, American Adventure. Liberty Inn, I thought, was more like a, kind of like a cafeteria experience. Uh, simple foods, you know, American foods, uh, hamburgers, um, let's see, hot dogs, I believe, french fries, things like that. The food was great. It was fine. Uh, it was nice and relaxing, actually. Uh, I went there, not on this, this last trip that I, uh, you know, when I was there, but probably four years ago. And, uh, but we, we enjoyed it. Food was, food was okay, you know. It was uh, not a stretch, but also with the group that I had with me at that time, they weren't really up for stretching. So so that's where we went. Okay, Doug, also I want to mention this. 
of those three restaurants you named, um, Disney kind of has the three areas, the snacks area, the, the fast food service, and then the table service. Um, Rose and Crown is table service, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Tangerine Cafe is a uh, counter service, right? Where yeah, it's counter service, fast. But, and, but they do have tables then too, to where you can sit okay. down after you've you know, gotten your food. Okay, and then Liberty Inn. Liberty Inn, same thing. It's kind of like a counter service okay. where you're going to quickly get your food. Yeah, it's definitely uh, not uh, upscale place. Okay. So. But but I just say that in the in the sense of money, it's going to cost more for. Uh, table service because someone's waiting on you. You got to pay a tip when you're done, and uh, and the right. food may be a little bit higher notch. Right. But uh, the other ones are counter service. You don't have to pay a tip. You right. can go get seats and. Yep. You can just go seat yourself. Actually, you could probably go get food and go like go somewhere and watch the illuminations yeah. even right. Exactly. And you don't have to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 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 I t- you know what? Though? Let me stop again too. And I have to say there was a there was a waitress that we had at Rosencrown. Her name was Linda. And she was fantastic. She took us, um, she spoke to us. She even brought us some other uh, appetizers and stuff uh, off the bill, which was incredible. She was very friendly, and after we were all done eating, she even took the time to take us out back out onto the deck and get a picture of our group. So I, I just, you know, I wanted to say that just so that I don't know that she's still there. This has been a few months ago. But if anybody would happen to be in there and uh, see a waitress named Linda, tell her hey and tell her that you heard about her on the podcast. I think that kind of goes with a lot of the Disney, you know, um, workers there. What are they yeah. called? Uh, cast members. Cast members, yeah. yeah. And how they they take, you know, they kind of go out of their way to make your experience a great experience. And, of course, they've Disney's kind of been known for that. But All right, let's move on to talk about some of the rides in the park. Um, why don't you... Just uh, if you want to name a couple or name some that you've gone on or okay. whatever. Uh, you know what? Let me jump into first the one that I mentioned earlier, Spaceship Earth. That's just had a refurb done on it. Uh, they actually put in some uh, screens into the seating if you've ever been on it before. They've updated the uh, narration and uh, done some other things to it. Uh, a lot of people think that they've added to it. A lot of people think that they've subtracted to it. That, though, is a nice, relaxing ride. Nothing fast and thrilled about it. It's more visual. It's what they would consider to be a dark ride. I enjoy it. It's, it takes more time to get through it, and it's a lot of fun for me anyways. It was a relaxing and an enjoyable time. Uh, then let's jump to their probably, I would say their most thrilling ride would be uh, Mission Space. And uh, in that, the reason why it's uh, considered to be a thrill ride is uh, it simulates g-forces through a launch of an aircraft or a spacecraft and then simulates the trip that you would be making uh, to uh, to Mars and I will say that um, they when they first opened they had this uh, this high the ride the way it is with you know the g-forces and all that and they wanted to make it more family friendly so that it was less thrill like. So they have now a second line, which I've looked into this because I'm interested in checking out all the stuff here at Disney. But um, I believe it's the the orange team and the green team is what they call it. The green team. Now maybe I'm wrong here, but at least one of them is the really thrill high gravity pulled ride part. The other part is less uh, G forces on you. In fact, they they don't actually use the g-forces on you you just kind of tilt and you get the same visual experience same audio experience as what the other side does and just to kind of give you a feel for this ride um 
It's actually, they use the spinning force of like something moving in a circle to give you that G-force feel. So you're not actually flying in a spaceship, you know, up high or anything like that. It's simulated. But anyway, from what I hear, they've done a really good job with simulating um, the gravity force on that stuff. So, anyway, moving on. There's interventions, which, um, you know what, they've, they've done some things. I heard about there's a new uh, House of the Future, I believe, that's over in that area. No, that's not a ride, though, right? It's an actual, like, area. Yeah, it's like area. a house. Yeah, and you go in. And it's it, an it, area it, it, for, it, like, interactions and things like right. that. And right, and uh, they show you a lot of new new technology and stuff that can be put into, uh, into your own home. Uh, okay, a new exhibit within the last few years is the Seas with Nemo and Friends, which... Uh, uh, looks like a great thing. You know, I have to go into saying that the the sister to that ride would be in Disneyland, the newly opened, um, was it Nemo? Adventures in Nemo. It's a sub ride that's in Disneyland. Now here you're not on a sub ride, but they still use a lot of the same high definition technology on the ride. Uh, let's see here. Soren. I wanted so much to go on Soren on this, this time, but I uh, just didn't have enough time. We only had a couple days in the parks. And with a large group, it just—it's hard to turn that big ship to get it headed in a certain direction. So, so that didn't happen. But uh, do you know what it is? Have you looked yeah, into it, actually, it? Well, you know what? I, I guess it simulates you. Uh, I think being in a hang glider and flying above many different places, and they—they they really give you that feel that you're really on the hang glider and flying through those places. So it's a pretty low family ride, basically. It's not... I think, you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I really want to ask more about it uh, when I go before I go back next time to see if my son uh, can actually get on it uh, since he's handicapped. I want to see if it's going to cause a problem. If not, I, would, I think it would be great. He would really enjoy it. Okay, Doug, and then uh, don't forget about Test Track, which is the audio experience from this podcast. So you wrote it. What, what's it about? And okay. Uh, what it's supposed to be is a uh, test center for new vehicles that are going to be coming out on the market. And uh, uh, I have to say the ride itself was a blast. We had a great time on it. You'll hear that in the, uh, in the audio ride through that we have. Uh, the queue in it is uh, uh, it's monotonous kind of. Uh, it's basically just you're going to – you know what? You're going to want to fast pass this ride. If you can do it. Uh, get a fast pass and just get yourself past the line, through the line as quick as possible, and get onto the ride. That's where the enjoyable part's going to happen. There's in the queue. There's not a whole lot to see. There are things here and there, but I just think that that uh, especially with kids, it's going to get kind of uh, it's going to slow things down for them quite a bit, and they're going to become probably irritated. Uh, it's warm also. When we were in there, it wasn't real warm outside yet. It was somewhat, but it was very warm while waiting in line uh, to just you know get onto the ride. So, yeah, let me give that first, uh, give some advice to that first of saying if you can, get a fast pass and get yourself onto this ride. And, Doug, I, I also remember this ride from back when we were there in 2001, and this of all rides is probably the most memorable to me. But uh, I know that there's also a single rider line on this ride where if you're a single rider or even if you just are with like a couple people and you don't necessarily care about riding in the same vehicle together, you can jump in the side single rider line. It's much quicker, much shorter, and there's six people in the car, so you, more often than not you'll have a family of four that rubble ride in. Well, then on the then there will be two seats available for the single rider line to just jump in or right. even yeah. like yeah, stuff that's... like that. And I, 
I believe that they do that so that obviously if you want to go ride rides, you can get through quickly. And, and there are a lot of people, yeah, that yeah. are singles, singles or doubles who don't care. They just want to get on the ride. And that will save your fast pass for that ride, or even you could get a fast pass to do the single rider thing, jump out of the ride, get back on real quick because your fast pass is ready to start up and, exactly. and go from there. Okay, well, yeah, so let's get you onto the ride. Um, uh, when we got on the ride, you're going to hear a lot of this in the audio recording of it. Um, it was it was great. We had such a good time. You'll hear, uh, you can hear many of the people in my party just laughing. So, uh, hey, let's climb aboard. Have fun. check is around the corner. For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle and supervise children. Thank you. La estación de control de cinturones de seguridad está a la vuelta de la esquina. 
Por su seguridad, mantenga sus manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del vehículo y cuida a los niños. Let's grab a thermal image. Will do. Camera's on. 
Looks like all components are well within test parameters. Well, all right, that completes our test schedule. Let's download the data. Hey, thanks for being such a great test crew. Come back and ride anytime. Bye now. All right, hope you enjoyed that. Vroom, vroom. Grab your kids, man. Climb aboard. Yeah. We bring you once again a great experience. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and it'll get you to go. And yeah, I'll tell you, too, uh, we, t we talked about trying to kill a little bit of the distortion on the mics, if you would have seen me. The mics, actually, that I use are binaural, and they fit into your ears, kind of like uh, your headphones would. And it was pulling the mics out of my ears as we got up to top speed there. But by leaving in the distortions and all the rough spots, it really gives you an idea uh, as to the speed. And I think that's what makes the ride through, the audio of the ride through, a lot of fun. And hopefully you're listening on, you know, headphones or speakers that have good bass response because I tell you what, some of those first little things that the car's driving up to, it, it really catches that big low bass response. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of cool. That um, is, I tell you, the ride is a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. All right. So once again, if you want to check us out, uh, we have a website. It's theseamazingplaces.com. You can check out our contact page. Uh, email us some stuff and comments. yeah too once again let me state email us anything you know that when you've been in those parks anything that you think can add to, to anything that we we've had to say here on this uh, on this episode about Epcot things that you know when you've been in the park things that you really think that other people uh, would like to know and there were things that could help them other things maybe you, that you things you've experienced at one of the restaurants or on one of the attractions or maybe even on test track that uh, maybe we didn't get to so please please share that with us and i do want to mention we're not going to be also covering these big huge theme parks that everybody knows about usually but we'll be getting the little stuff out you know yeah, you may again. have never heard of which yeah, we want to come to your town so please Tell us what you're proud of with your town and tell us some things in your town that you would like for us to come and see and to check out and to podcast about so that others can find out about it. That was great. That's a good work, Doug. <laughs> All right. You say it hey. well each time. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, enjoy your week. Listen to us. Check us out. Theseamazingplaces.com. We're also on iTunes if you look for us in the store. And on the podcasts, and there you go. And also with uh, with these audio ride throughs on the on the podcast, if you go to our website, you'll see too that we have uh, a lot of times we'll have slideshow picture slideshow of of what went on during this podcast. So go and enjoy that also. Yeah, I forgot to say that in the show notes. We'll put in links too if we ever mention things that you. Yeah, we're gonna put a lot of stuff in the show notes that will help you when you. So if you would listen. On your iPod, even as you would take this into the parks, this show on your iPod, you could actually use the show notes and things maybe too that you've printed out from our show notes to kind of help you to navigate your way through the parks. Yeah. All right. So great. Thanks for listening. And hopefully check us out next week and we'll be here. Thanks See a lot. See you around. Bye. All right. All right. Bye. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Kefta? Hamburger? Uh, can I get on a pita? That's fine. <laughs>